Adam Shartoff, your host of Film Wax Radio. It is Tuesday, uh, June 16, 2020. This is episode 618 of the podcast. I hope you're well. I hope your loved ones are well. This episode of the podcast centers on two independent narrative films that are both currently available to stream in the comfort of your home. First up, we have the director of a new, uh, a new independent film. It's called The Short History of the Long Road. I saw it and uh, immediately really dug it. The name of the director is Ani Simon Kennedy. This is one of those films where the performances are consistently great. We spent a lot of time talking about casting because it's an independent film. It's a small budget, you know, and yet I thought the level of the acting was very good soup to nuts. The film is about a young woman named, a uh, young, well, a teenager named Nola, who has grown up living out of the van with her beloved father. They are nomads, two nomads against the world. When tragedy strikes, Nola is confronted by the reality that life as an outsider may not be her only choice. Nola is played by a young actor named Sabrina Carpenter, who is also a singer, performer, I understand. The film also stars Stephen Ogg and... Of course, the ubiquitous Danny Trejo. So we will have the director of this film, Ani Simon Kennedy, in a moment. After that, we're going to be talking to one of my favorite actors in all the world, finally on the show, Will Patton. And he is in the new film called Hammer. We'll get to that in a little while. But first, currently streaming, available on cable and streaming, is the f- director of... Uh, the short history, of the long road. Ani Simon Kennedy here on Film Wax Radio. Enjoy the sh- enjoy the uh, conversation. What's your name, Nola? What's your next stop? Kind of just let the road tell me where to go. Society will be much better off when we build an army of self-sufficient agitators. Not everyone wants to live like us. Of course they do. Noel and I are just going back to our roots. Where are you driving to in the middle of the night? What's up, little lady? This is some antique you got here. What the hell are you doing? Working for you. You need the help, and I need the repairs. Everyone has a mom. What happened to yours? Hi there. Hi. Can you hear me okay? Very good, thank you. How about you? 
yeah, so far so good. We've had some spotty internet today, so. That don't happen. Where are you? Brooklyn? <laughs> what about you? Uh, actually in Queens, but um, uh, it's at, circumstantially ended up in Queens during this period of time. But I am moving <laughs> in a matter of a couple of weeks, so fortunately. Where to? Uh, a little north of the city. Oh, nice. Hmm. I don't think I'm the only one with this idea. Yeah, feels like there's, we thankfully have a big backyard, so we sort of feel like oh, we're in a yeah. cottage as it is. Um, but uh, yeah, have a lot of friends who fled. Yeah. What, what's, what neighborhood are you in? Okay. Fort Greene. Oh, okay. I lived on Carlton for a while, some time ago. Oh, we are on Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> Near Lafayette. Yep, we're uh, Carlton between Lafayette and DeKalb. Can I see your back, uh, your apartment? <laughs> <laughs> Did you used to live here? <laughs> no, that would, be, that would be scary. That's wild. Uh, actually, it was between Green and Lafayette, I think it was. Oh, yeah, so you're just a block up. Yeah, but I know the block and I know the park. You must yeah. be a playground or? Yep, we're directly across the street from the school right and the, and the playground oh the yeah right, right right i used to take my kid to the uh uh playground right now you know that school's yep playground. yeah with the pink camel i don't remember it's been a long time that's but uh anyway uh i watched the short history of the long road last night at least i, I got the right lengths dimensions of the right things <laughs> You'll have a lot of people probably calling it the long history of the short road. Yeah. Yeah, there's, I mean, I myself have messed up. <laughs> I've sort of been like, nope, the other way. Yeah. Well, it's a nifty title regardless. I mean, it's, uh, it's a good Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy it. Uh, uh, oh, I enjoy the title, but I appreciate the title, but I enjoy the film. Uh, the performance is really good, and, um, you know, there was a, the, the kind of the sense of when you're on the road, especially if you don't have a, but I mean, she, the, the, your, your character uh, played by Sabrina, right? With their, her name is, is, is uh, Nola, right? Nola? Yeah. So mm -hmm. she's, uh, been on, she's sort of on the journey, but it's a very, uh, you know, uh, you, she, she, it's as almost though she's not sure where she's going. Um, I mean, she has certain things in mind, but you're along with her on this sort of journey that she's going, but it's more about self-discovery than it is about point A to point B, even though it's a car, you know, she's in a van going, you know, on the road, if, I, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and that's sort of the, you know, that, that sense of being adrift, mm -hmm. both geographically and emotionally or psychologically emotionally is sort of yeah the and and is that sort of idea of like this is just a short chapter within a much longer story of you know her whole life this is sort of like this immediate three month aftermath right so yeah so she uh, is it safe to say you tell me if it's a spoiler because it happens so early in the film this significant event yeah, it's been tough to sort of, at this point, it depends when the podcast comes out. I don't know how many people have seen it. There's definitely 
um, a, a radical shift yeah, <laughs> that happens. Quotes I know, even I noticed in the language, it was like a, a tragic event happens early on. So you don't, it sounds like it was decided not to be very specific about, about it. And I think yeah. that's why, so we can leave it as such, you know? Cool. Yeah, uh, great. She uh, shakes her world. This young woman, yeah. Ola is a very young woman, um, and she uh, get, she's on a road trip, you know, and, and uh, um, the, the, she's driving this van that uh, has been in her family, and it's an old van. It has a lot of charm and character. It's one of the characters in the film, in fact, uh, one could argue. Some could say the star, even. And then, um, I'm just setting it up. You can interrupt any time, right? And the uh, first thing is there is a vehicle has some problems, so she ends up in sort of in, in a town, in a small, sleepy town, um, and meets Danny Trejo, of all people. <laughs> yes, Danny to the rescue. Yeah, there's a bit of a lesson I took away that family is also sometimes who you make it. Yeah, and I think that's something that, or, you know, felt very true now and feels even more important, you know, in light of this pandemic where and seeing sort of all these different mutual aid networks pop up and, and all these communities coming together because, you know, you're, you're, so, you're only as strong as your neighbor. And I think that's something that, uh, you know, in a country where there is no social safety net, it's like, that's how, um, you know, people survive is, is kind of through leaning on each other. And, uh, and I think especially, or in Nola's journey, she's raised by someone who teaches her to be entirely self-sufficient um and that's a lesson that she takes to heart but eventually kind of in finding her own way in the world she realizes that it it, it is important to be able to open up to others and to be able to receive help in a lot of ways yeah it's a strength to accept help not just to get it. So, how long have you been trying to get this movie off the ground? Or because I mean, it's uh, it, it's um, it looks like a million bucks. It looks beautiful. I think your performers are. Thank you. You have a bad performance in there. Um, you know, it's a really uh, strongly directed film. If I may be so bold, and um, you know, I get I, I see a lot of these. Thank you kindly. I see a lot of independent films, but. You know, they don't all sort of have, a, there's an assuredness with this, you know, which I appreciated that, you know, and a, and a really well-rounded central character in NOLA. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was a long road to get there. I started writing the script five years ago. Um, and uh, yeah, was so happy. Oh, wait, sorry. Me the, I lost you there. Give me the short, can you not hear me? Oh, no, now I can hear you. Okay. I was going to say, you're, it was a long road to get there, but give me the short history of that. No, the, the short, yeah, the, the cliff notes of it was, uh, so I started writing this Bye. movie when I was coming off the festival circuit of my first feature, um, which is a movie called Days of Grey. It's uh, an Icelandic, post-apocalyptic, 
silent film that uh, was very unique um, in the sense that it had a, a live score. And so the seven piece uh, Icelandic orchestral band would play the score live during the screenings. So we were basically on tour for like a year. Um, and that was, that's widely available now with the recorded soundtrack. Um, oh, so but you, yeah. Oh, so now there's, uh, you just, you, you're too lazy to get the, the, the uh, ensemble together to play live at people's homes. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you know, if you, if you can find a way to gather them up again, um, they're all still in Iceland. Uh, they're about to release their next album, actually, uh, next month. But they, um, but that was, you know, not the first feature that I had ever anticipated for myself or like the, it um, kind of took on a life of its own. Goodness. Uh, and and it takes place in a future where everybody has to wear a mask when they leave the house and then wash their hands before they come back in. So it's basically like a pandemic PSA. <laughs> well, it's had a real resurgence uh, in light of COVID. What can you see? Um, it is available everywhere, Amazon, iTunes. Um, it's called Days of Grey. Uh, and that came out in 2011, um, or sorry, it came out in 2013, but we started making it in 2011. But then coming off of that sort of journey, um, I wanted to have my next movie be a talkie. So that, that was a twist. And, um, and really love road trip movies, love taking road trips, love watching road trips. And there were so many great movies and, you know, throughout literature, like there's all these great stories of, you know, a young man striking forth and uh, making his way in the world on his own. And I wanted to see what that story looked like if it was told from the perspective of a young woman and a young woman who had only ever known life on the road and what happened when she got off it for the first time. So it's sort of a anti-road trip movie in a lot of ways. Mm. So that was sort of the the initial spark. And then I discovered this world of van dwelling and that helped, you know, build out this, you know, Nola's story of, you know, how could she feel so comfortable behind the wheel of a van? And if that's her home and if that's the only thing that she's ever known, then she would feel uh, totally at ease. Um, and what would be disorienting would be to get off the road. And it's almost like, you know, if you're, you know, when they talk about like sailors getting land sick yeah. when they get off the ship. And so it was sort of exploring that feeling and what it's like to get a taste of a totally different lifestyle and then choose for yourself really whether you want to sort of, you know, keep going in the way that you were raised or if you want to break from it. And I feel like even if you did not grow up living out of a van, I think for everybody, you know, the way you become your own person is, you know, you're never completely casting off your upbringing, but you're also never like wholly following in the footsteps of your parents. You're sort of picking and choosing. And then that's really how you become your own person and make your way in the world. So all of those things were kind of percolating. Right, but it's always the sort of a central like um, girder though it's like you know your 
parents' lifestyle and their choices always informs you whether you're copying it or rebelling against it. You know, it's like, but it's always the thing that's there, you know? I mean, I think, you know, and then- No, totally. For sure, because she's, the van, you know, she, at one point I'll say that she tries to settle it down and she sells the van only to, I, it's a nice moment. It's a comedic moment in the film, but so, but she only to buy it back. And then, uh, so, you know, there's no escaping this character. <laughs> it's, I, I, I had a sense that the, the, this man was coming back because whatever she decided to do, because it seemed too important to lose like halfway through the film, you know. But, um, you know, at the end, of course, she finds her compatriots, you know, and it's, uh, we'll leave it at that. But, um, so tell me about, uh, what's her last name, Sabrina, the actors, uh, what's her last oh, name? Oh, Sabrina Carpenter. Carpenter. Yeah, how did you how did you come to cast Sabrina Carpenter? Because obviously this is a great deal of, of responsibility. She's in every moment. Yes. Of- no, and that was that was kind of the the biggest challenge, you know, for the film. And I felt for myself, you know, as as the writer and the director, that I, you know, we knew from day one that like this movie would live or die on the shoulders of whoever played Nola. Uh, so the casting process was pretty unique uh, in the sense that. We tried, you know, there was sort of uh, an initial period of sending out offer letters um, and simultaneously doing these sort of wide casting calls. And neither method really felt right for this um, because she's in every scene of the whole movie. Um, And so we, we scrapped all of that. And then I basically just made lists of different actors um, who I thought could pull it off and was just like, I just want to meet for coffee. You know, they don't have to put themselves on tape. You know, there's no sort of audition. I just want them to read the whole script and just have a conversation with me because I really want them to be invested in this part and to bring as much of themselves to the role as possible um, and have it be really collaborative and uh, sort of explaining it like, you know, if I were a tailor and if I, you know, was like making a suit for somebody I'd then want to adjust it like to their own body like this the, you know the script was very much like a blueprint in that way yeah right. um and so I, I ended up getting coffee with 30 um for young actresses um and then of the 30 New York City this was in LA oh. because at that point um I was living on my parents' blow-up mattress because, yeah, had sublet our place in Brooklyn, um, which w- ended up being a great place to meet actors. But then eventually narrowed it down to sort of like the top six, half were in New York, half were in LA. And then uh, that's that, that sort of callback ended up being the first audition. But I brought in um, two actor friends and then I picked two scenes from the movie that all six had to do but then each of them could pick any scene of the movie that they wanted to prepare. And it ended up being almost like a, like an acting workshop more than like, you know, sort of like a strict audition. Um, and then Sabrina just, just, you know, blew me away. And she, she really kind of poured her whole heart and soul into this, which was a total surprise given that she, I mean, her background is, you know, being this huge, Disney 
actress and then for six years she was in the girl meets world which was this reboot of boy meets world and then right now she's most known for being this international pop star like opening for ariana grande and like arenas around the world so very different uh from this character but she really you know had the chops and and just dove in and so uh so that's how she got cast and then sort of after the fact it was like oh you have a rabid fan base who's yeah that's a good thing for you very excited about this but who's also never you know she dyed her hair stopped shaving for three months like really kind of completely changed her image uh in a way that i think you know makes her like pretty much unrecognizable if you've only sort of seen her on instagram so uh yeah she's a real chameleon three months what was that she stopped doing it for three months shaving shaving like her beard her beard pits legs everything got you um what tell me about that because uh not about the shaving part of me but tell me like you've got like 30 candidates what are the conversations you have is just uh, uh, you're how old is she supposed to be like 20 she's 17 in the movie um Sabrina turned 19 when we were on set so she's a little bit older a lot of young women yeah and it was the sort of range of you know you know actors who had been acting their whole lives who you know had you know big representation to you know musicians to Mm -hmm. sort of newer um uh yeah just like a a really wide range which was exciting and it was it was it led to a lot of great conversations and it was really fun just to hear people's um you know reactions and sort of you know honest perception of you know who this character was and what her evolution was like um and also just making a case for themselves and and you know where they had had similar life experiences you um Right. Where I they just, had it, and you know that was really exciting too. Right, you get clues into how they may evolve this character, you know, like create create this character uh, through those conversations, right, and through those anecdotes, etc. But how, do you have uh, what when you're originally uh, auditioning these women, or in your case, having coffee, which was the audition, I suppose, uh, at least initial one. Do you have conversations with, like, making sure they understand, do they know that, like, how many people you're talking to and what the odds yeah. are? Yeah, there can, was definitely a sense of sort of, like, you know, I, I mean. You, you, you're in a position where uh, you seem like a very sweet-natured, sensitive person, and uh, I don't know, you haven't directed me in something, but, you know, maybe you're not. And I'm just, you know, I'm wondering, you're going to be letting a lot of, these young women down. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, it was definitely a tough conversation to have, but I think a lot of it too is, you know, being able to be really straightforward too and transparent and be like, you know, th- like this is gonna be a month long shoot. You're not wearing any makeup. You, you know, we're, like this is what you're signing up for. You know, this indie movie has no trailers, has no, you know, this is, we're all like eating together every night, like th- like just kind of being able to sort of be upfront about it, um, just from the jump is yeah, also something that you're having 
with for the ones that make it the job but what about the ones that don't are you also I know. yeah no and, and that was actually something where you know following up with um you know the 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 ones who you know were sort of like very close contenders being like you know i would love to work with you down the line and being able to sort of have that like open conversation and a lot of them since then have had really great years and um really awesome performances so i think you know a lot of it is like you know the, the this is why i'm not an actor um yeah. right you, it's the rejection part is or the the no is very very uh you hear far more often than the other answer but in a way there was also more room to really like have an open discussion and you know so i have so many friends who are actors who all have you know all they'll ask me to tape them for an audition and it's like you know they get a side you know their sides are just like one scene totally out of context no idea what the movie is about no idea how role the how big the role is or how much it shifts and it's like you know they're kind of poking around in the dark um and so at least this process felt more very good so you, they only you know got, straightforward they only got one side let's say of one scene for not oh no so for this movie they i mean we met for coffee after they had read the entire script. The entire script. So they knew that they're carrying the film. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Uh, so, and uh, it is, uh, it's going to have a limited uh, theatrical on the 12th of June, if I remember correctly. Uh, it is going to be in drive-ins. Drive-ins. Tomorrow, um, which oh. feels very fitting, you know, given the theme of the movie. And then we're going to have our digital premiere Monday which will be uh, sort of like a, a worldwide event, which will be cool. And then there's a Q&A afterwards with the whole cast and myself. And then Tuesday will be on. Where's the screening for that on Monday? So it's going to be held on a platform called Gather. Oh, sure. Um, okay. So yeah, so tickets just went on sale today. Okay. I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but if it's before Monday. Yeah, I, well, what I said to Brit was, um, I know, but I can't uh, turn things around quite so fast. But I also like once it's streaming that I like it so that when you know, as soon as people hear the podcast, then they can go and then immediately watch. Yeah. Film and there's no you know they don't have to wait any. They can actually. So yeah, so that'll be Tuesday. It'll be available. Yeah. On on demand and digital. Yes, very good. So and so again, it has stars Sabrina Carpenter. And Danny Trejo has a significant part. And her, uh, there's the another actress, let's say, who has a relationship with Nola. Let's put it that way. They're reunited in the film. Oh, Maggie Siff. Yes. What's, what's her name? Maggie Siff. Oh, Maggie Siff. Okay. I know I've seen her before. She's in Billions right now. And okay. she was on Mad Men. Uh, she's in Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, she's a number wonderful. Of failed series uh, episodics uh, my god what a pretty good run there for those three series and i'm assuming some of those young women who did not get the role ended up on some series there's so much work and if they're talented they get, they get noticed yeah anyway you know it's interesting because i have i certainly spoke to my share of, of directors but you know i sometimes think about when you when you put in terms of 
the, the casting, like a very, very specific terms like that, it starts getting me thinking, oh my goodness, some of those young egos, those fragile people and, you know. It's very tough. No, and I think that's why a lot of them have just started writing their own material. Yeah, makes a lot of sense, you know, very good. And, and anybody else we should mention in the film or? Uh, Steven Ogg, who plays Clint, Nola's dad. You might know him from The Walking Dead, from Westworld, uh, from Breaking Bad. Uh, he's wonderful. Yeah. I never heard of any of those series, but it's <laughs> great. Uh, Jay Sean St. John, who plays Blue. This is her second movie, her first one. I basically cast her from seeing her in her first film, which was a movie called yeah. uh, Songs My Brothers Taught Me. Yeah. Uh, also was uh, waiting to kind of figure out how to get to see her grandmother, is it? Or? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I recommend it. I'm urging everybody to go see the film. All right, well, very nice. Uh, it was really great meeting you. And I wish, Likewise. You, wish you all the success with the film. I mean, I think, you know, it's, uh, I understand the challenges, especially at this particular moment in time. And you maybe, I don't know if your festival, uh, you, if that uh, circuit, if, the fe if your festival's got cut short or if you're, uh, you know. No, we sort of, that, that had kind already, of just yeah. ended, you know, and then instead of theaters, we're in drive-ins, which. Yeah. It's a cool where's, pivot. Where's the closest drive-in where I, where, where I could see this? Um, we are in Georgia, South Dakota, Indiana, Florida. Uh -huh. oh, I'm blanking on a couple. They're all on the website. Right. Okay. Um, right. Yeah. Very nice. Well, again, all the success in the world with it. Thank you. You're welcome. Great talking to you. Here. Same here. And I'll be in touch and we'll, we'll send you the link as soon as I can. Awesome. All right. Thanks. Good luck with the move. Thank you. I'll need it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Okay. Bye-bye now. Fear is the only thing holding these people back. They've got their driveways, they've got their backyards, they've got their pools. We have our freedom. Also currently available for streaming is this movie Hammer, written and directed by Christian Sparks. Unfortunately, we don't have Christian here, but we do have the film's actor, Will Patton. And I have loved Will Patton for so many years, it's ridiculous. Will Patton has worked extensively in film and theater. He's perhaps best known for his roles in Remember the Titans, Armageddon, The Mothman Prophecies, and No Way Out. He was most recently seen in David Gordon Green's box office hit, Halloween, alongside Jamie Lee Curtis, as well as Bose Yeakin's Boarding School and An Actor Prepares with Jeremy Irons. Upcoming 2020 film releases include Borderline, Minari, Sweet Thing, directed by Alexander Rockwell, friend of the podcast, Blood on Her Name, The Shookum Hills, Radio Flash, and of course, Hammer, which we're going to discuss in just a moment. Will's been around for a long time. He's one of the great character actors of our day. I was thrilled to get him on the show I can cross that off the bucket list. Hammer is about a father who faces a personal crisis when he discovers that his estranged son has fleed from a botched drug deal, and the two of them embark on a violent odyssey. 
that grapples with themes of fatherhood, family, and fate. That's very alliterative. Here on Film Wax Radio right now is the great actor, Will Patton. There he is. What, no uniform today. You see anyone on the way in? No, no, it's dead. What was that? I'm gonna call you back. What are you doing? What is that, blood on you? Tell me. Answer me. What happened? I didn't want to do this. I didn't have a choice, man. I owe money. A lot of money. Go, 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 go! This girl, she was on my bike, and she fell off. And I tried to turn back to get her, but I, I couldn't. You left her? I had to. I couldn't carry her or the bags. I would have given you money. If you'd needed it that bad, I would have mortgaged the house. Where's Chris? I don't know. But I, 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 I don't know. He doesn't live here anymore. You better go over here with those bags right now, or I'll shoot your whole family. You understand me? You're going to call the police? No, 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 no. Dad, 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 you can't call the police. If the police get involved, they'll kill him. Ah, I haven't changed. You haven't changed one bit. He just wants the bags. Which we don't have. He doesn't know that. We have them, and we can take you to them right now. If you are lying to me, so help me God. It's about 20 feet in. Run, Dad! Run! My idea, Chris, was just trying to help me. Lori! You wait! Tell me where she is! Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, how are you? Okay. How are you? <laughs> okay. It's a loaded question. Before that was just like superficial talk. Now it actually has the weight of the world on it. How are you? Uh <laughs> oh, yeah. right, right. I'm okay. Where are you? Well, I'm in New York City at the moment, but I'm I'm actually like even this later today. I'm heading up to look at some places upstate because I'm just looking at you know what the fall and winter might look like. So I understand. Have you been in New York ever since March? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You? I, no, I I I got out. Um, South Carolina. I, uh, no, I'm in. Uh, I was in North Carolina. Um, oh. I got out, um, I guess probably, it must have been middle, late March, I, I decided to head out, which mm-hmm. I guess was right sort of before everything really kind of locked down. And you could feel it happening at that moment. Right. Yeah, I, you're, you're, I've been up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like so many people were doubting or not maybe, if not doubting what was going on very early on, I'm talking about, they were probably just minimizing it to some degree, but you had a sense that something... Yeah, and, you know, I was lucky enough to have a place to go to, you know, many years when I wouldn't have been able to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, I just... And and I keep moving around anyway, so... (laughs) But, yeah, I definitely felt something happening. Right. Uh, like, ooh, I think I'm going to hang on out now. <laughs> you know. Well, and uh, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm feeling a lot right now with everything on to it. Uh, What's that? You know, with, with, uh, 
uh, everything added on to it with everybody. I mean, you know, from outside, it's always hard to tell what's going on. I talked to a lot of people in New York, and, and it sounds pretty extreme what people are feeling and, and um, you know, the, the unrest, yeah. as well as uh, trying to come out of the, you know, the coronavirus. I mean, that's a pretty double thing going on right there. Huh? It's enormous, and I only think people have a full sense of, of um, just how much stress we're all under, you know, because you kind of just go into survival mode, and you're just going day by day, not, and then, yeah. you know, but as a culture, we're really, yeah, it's it's a very stressful period to go, we're dealing with a lot more than should be expected to deal with, the, you know. Yes, I can imagine. Right? You know, so, I feel it, I feel it. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm, I'm trying to run away, Will. <laughs> could I, could I? Yeah, I think that might be a good idea right now. I mean, yeah. I don't know this is for the summer. You, sorry, you're cutting you out. You might a need a little, a little escape. I think you've earned it. Uh, there you, you go. Right? March. Thank you. Now I'm going to tell everybody in my family that. Good. <laughs> well, you know, it's complicated, and I can actually tie this if I'm clever enough, and that's always in doubt. But if I'm clever, I might even be able to tie this to the film. Um, but... You know, I have a I have a child, a young uh, teenage boy, and uh, I think you're a father to young children, if I'm not mistaken. Sorry, go ahead. I'm up in the mountains. I hope we don't have trouble here. Um, oh, did I cut out? Just a little bit. I'm That's getting okay. most of it. Well, we can repeat, right? You know, if we have to, we'll be patient. Yeah, you're going to try to tie this. Oh, I, I'm going to just try to bring it full circle also to Hammer to the film because... Yeah, that's what I thought you said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm happy to talk to you regardless because I'll be telling you the truth. I've been doing this podcast for a really long time. You know, I, I can say even before podcast, everybody was doing them. And, um, and you know, I have a select list of uh, people I've always wanted to talk, meet or talk to. And since I'm first came aware of you in the 80s, you are at the top of that list, I have to tell you. Uh, okay. I'm not just trying to... Yeah, just, you know, right. one becomes sort of intrigued by certain artists and personalities and, and, and the kind of work they choose to do, et cetera, et cetera. And so I was very happy that we were put together today. So, um, but okay. we can... Happy to. Now, you're a dad too, right? You have two young children, is that... Uh, no, actually, you, you know you can't believe anything they put on the internet. Man. I, gu I, I guess so not. I've heard so many stories about myself. Uh, man, you know, just imagine the amount of wrong information we're getting. If one can look oneself up and find out all kinds of false information about <laughs> oneself. Very true. Imagine, like, how can we even trust the definition of words? You know, I mean... <laughs> you, you have a point. <laughs> huh? I guess you have a point, you know. Um, yeah. So, no, I do not. I okay. do not. I, yeah. Well, so much for all yeah. my my um, preparation here. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, well, you are a well, son. Well, let, me, let me rephrase. You are a son. <laughs> I am a son. That's for sure. Now, what did you, is your dad, did, was he a playwright? Yeah, that's one of the things. Again, okay. that's, that's kind of a weird... Yeah. Definition of him too. He was a minister. Oh, okay, right. He, he, was, he, he was an English teacher. He was, a, you know, he, he he got involved with theater and man, yeah, he 
going for Conk in Alaska. He's a, you know, mm-hmm. uh, charter boat captain. I mean, oh, I see. to say he's like a playwright is another misinterpretation. Though. Okay, right. Yeah, it's interesting, right. though, because we can filter what information we get the way we sort of want to anyway. So I can decide, given whatever information is out there, who Will Patton is and and it may have nothing, nothing to do with reality. And, 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 <laughs> so this is who you are. Um, so I guess I'm, I'm just bringing it around because, um, you know, like uh, when we were talking about our, our responses to uh, the pandemic, and I have the urge to get out of New York City, which I've had for a long time regardless. Uh, uh, you know, not I have a love-hate relationship with it. But... You know, I, I do have yeah. a teenage son. He's in Los Angeles with his mother now, who's an actor. And uh, uh, and I, I only bring it up because I have to, I don't know what the fall plan is for his school in Brooklyn, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Et cetera. But I feel, I'm, I feel a certain amount of, uh, of, of conflict over what my decision ultimately is going to be, whether it's going to, you know, my kid does not want to leave Brooklyn, you know. So, But um, anyway... I guess what I'm bringing it around to in the in in the film Hammer, which on the surface is this very taut suspense story, but really at the center it is a father and son story. And in the subtext, I was thinking about it. There really is this rather interesting relationship between these two guys because you have a sense. There's so many moments where. You know, any, we're as an audience not trusting the son because he's, you know, involved with uh, uh, this, the things he's doing, which are criminal. At the same time, we see the relationship with the dad, and there's there's such an embedded trust, obviously. You know, and it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting because that's the part of the movie that always interested me. Uh, you know, that I, I I don't think Christian minds me saying that this was. <laughs> Mostly based on his own family and oh, something God. that happened in his family. Um, Christian Sparks uh, yeah. is the director. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Christian Sparks. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and um, I uh, I felt that when I read it that there was something really personal in it in terms of there is uh, yeah and, and family and and also that there was something about it being so personal that made some of the extreme situations. Yes. That uh, the father got into seem more real because, for the most part, and this is what educates most about the movie, we, we don't in films these days acknowledge what to really kill someone might feel like or mean or mm-hmm. actually be like. Mm-hmm. And um, that. Is, is very interesting. I think something that we all sort of have the responsibility to think about, especially when you go to a movie theater and so in the middle of America and people are laughing and people getting their heads chopped off. Um, you know, I, I, I soldiers know what killing is, mm-hmm. but do we know what that is? I think it's probably very brutal, very surprising, maybe even frighteningly casual uh, and in a way that I think would blow our minds in terms of what the repercussions and resonance of that would be. Just so, the emotional, you're talking about the emotional repercussions. I am. I'm talking about yeah. all the repercussions. What would it mean to actually kill another human being? That's, that's a pretty powerful thing. I don't think we really take that into account. I think movies used to take it into account a little more. 
impressed than than before because knowing that Christian who is again the author I'm the screenwriter as well as the director you know he could have just made this a family drama that had nothing to do with some motorcycles zipping by uh, that had nothing to do with instead he chose to put it in a kind of a genre back with a genre backdrop you know the uh, I suppose uh, right because it's this um, almost like so, yeah, it's a suspense movies, and yeah, you know, right? right? They, they're they're racing against the clock at every moment, in a sense. So, right. you know, he could have. So he put that together, which kind of almost puts the personal story in jeopardy. You know, in terms of trying uh-huh. to tell that story. But again, I maybe by hiring a, an exceptional number of actors for the film because right. uh, you get a sense that before earlier in their story that there was a deep, deep love and bond. I mean, obviously it's still there. It holds together even through, um, you know, any number of um, challenges, you know. Yeah. Tough love would be recommended in a case like this because of some betrayals that happened, you know. But still the father, he has an instinct and he has a uh, set of values where he cannot turn his back on his boy, you know. That's right. Yeah, it, 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 it goes pretty far. Yeah, <laughs> it's you know, it, yeah, it's 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 there. You know, so it's it's great. The the film is called Hammer, and it's okay. uh, and it's going to be available on demand and on uh, VOD as of June fifth, this couple of days from now. Uh, how is it? Uh, you know, I guess uh, this is kind of more in the hands of distribution and perhaps Christian's sphere, but. This other aspect of, of the pandemic, of course, watching films, uh, you know, this could be uh, the new way we watch film. I mean, watching obviously at home isn't new. It's uh, been around now for over five, something like five to ten years now. But the, 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 the future of, of cinema and the theater specifically yeah. is, uh, is sort of in a very uh, tenuous place, uh, is it not? Yeah, it's interesting because I, I know Christian and, and, and they decided to go ahead with the streaming thing. But uh, yeah. there's this other movie that I'm involved with uh, called Minari, M-I-N-A-R-I, which is uh, uh-huh. directed by uh, this great director, Lee Isaac Chung. It's a Korean thing. It won um, both the uh, jury prize and the audience prize at Sundance this year. And which know, just scraped by, right? Getting Sundance was a great break because, well, first of all, it's Sundance. But just the timing, it was the end of what's typically the beginning of the festival season turned out to be the end of the 
That's exactly right. And um, I know that A24 and Plan B are planning on oh. holding that, holding that until it can show on a big screen, which I really hope yeah. they're able to do. Um, another movie I did with good uh, director Alex Rockwell called Sweet Pain was supposed to oh, really? premiere tried that and then. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm hoping they're holding that for the big screen. Now, whether it's, whether it's a this is, that's realistic, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. This, uh, oh, so you're saying you're also in Alex's new film? Alex, Alex Rockwell? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did a, well, actually now it's like I did that around the time I did Hammer. And right. I think it won, it won something in Berlin, and yeah. it was going to be a Tribeca this year. So. I, I um, yeah, I'm friends with him. And his oh, wife, and, Kat, and his and his and, and his wife, yeah. Karen. Oh, okay, Karen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just didn't re remember that you were in that film, so I'm glad to. Yeah, yeah. Terrific. Yeah. Well, it's everybody's call, you know. If you can hold out, it might be worth it. I mean, I think it's impossible to know what will be coming. You know? I know. But but I people, know. but you know, it's uh. It's uh, something that people uh, are going to want to have, so hopefully it will, you know, return. And um, it's going to be a strange time. What can we say? You know. Yeah, you know, I had a couple of people say to me lately. You know, I was thinking, what is it that I, what is it that I'm flashing? I said, oh, you know, I really like to go to the theater and watch a movie. I've heard <laughs> a few people say that to me lately. So obviously, everyone hasn't given up. Sure. Yeah. Well, do you are are you watching a lot of films at home? Um, I'm not really. Uh, I don't stream. I don't do all that. Really? I actually like almost like uh, you know. I, I'm totally, especially up here in the mountains. All I got is like this little TV and hard copies of stuff. Wow, that's good. Um, so, yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. I think no, that's I, a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I I do. You know, I try to keep myself busy with other stuff. I, I, uh, and even when I'm watching these days, I find I'm very easily distracting a lot of stuff that's going on. It's hard to believe how much stuff can be going on when you're in isolation. Sure. I know. It's very true. Are you, so are you in the Blue Ridge Mountains or something like that? Where are you? I am in the Blue Ridge Mountains, yeah. So you are, how close, yeah. to, how close to Asheville are you, for instance? Pretty doggone close. Okay. So I'm, I'm just, uh, okay, I'm just making a note so when I, when I come visit. We'll just uh, yeah. I'll, I'll just get in touch with you as I get closer. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you should. Uh, maybe that's where you should get your place. <laughs> you may be right. I mean, um, I don't know. I, I I'm excited about the the uh, the idea of living in the and also like right at the foothills of the Catskills. Though it's an area that I, oh, yeah. I have a lot of friends and a lot of uh, connections to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I used to um, have a, a little place up there. I loved it. Um, down here is kind of like that southern style, you know. Yeah, but that's your yeah. background. That that much I can say, right? You are a little bit, but I, I travel a lot of places. I was born in in the south, and uh, but I was I moved a lot of places. I came to New York as a pretty young man, and I went to school on, to a yep. school for creative kids on Long Island when I was a teenager. So oh. there's a lot more to the story than the internet says. Yeah, uh, well, that, if that's not a reason to come back on and do this podcast when we have a little bit more time. That'd be great. Maybe when we get to the other side of this particular period, if that's easier. I don't know how to make it 
happen, but I guess I'll, yeah. I'll figure it out. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, maybe we'll be able to talk about Alex's movie as well as Oh, very good point. You know? Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, yeah, I, that, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm glad you're smarter than I am. Because, uh... <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, you're probably yeah. reading a lot. Is my guess all that free time where you're not streaming stuff, you're probably reading. <laughs> I am reading a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I am too. The brain working. I, I, yeah. I'm trying to read a lot myself. Yeah. Well, I'm going to mention it again. The name of the film is um, called Hammer. And you play Stephen Davis. That's your character's name, just in case you didn't know. And yes. <laughs> Stephen Davis. Yeah. And it's going. It's uh, directed by Christian Sparks. Yes. So Who I, um, someone to pay attention to. I think he. Okay. I think he has a lot of potential. He's a really intelligent, um, talented guy. Um, I'm glad to have been brought to his. You know, he has been brought to my attention. And if you're a fan of corn, or certainly corn stalks, this is your movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oof. Yeah, I remember it well. Uh, so yeah. you're well. We'll just keep chatting until we get interrupted. So you you're uh, in this uh, this. What's the name of the Korean director again? Uh, Lee Isaac Chung. Lee? I did another movie oh. with him called Abigail Harm with Amanda Plummer a while back. But oh, I love he, her. He's wonderful. Yeah, he, he's a really really wonderful Lee? director and has made a really uh, really the kind of movie that that will really really. Resonate okay. for a long time. Yeah. But he's an American. Is he here? He sounds like he's got. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. actually grew up. That's right. He grew up in Arkansas, which is That's, part yeah. of what this story is about. Makes sense because you don't meet many true Koreans whose middle name is Isaac. Right. You right. Know, but, uh, it's, and that again is loosely based on his childhood. It's very interesting. Very good. And yeah. Alex is his film. Okay. And then, yeah. and then I guess production stopped maybe after that. I don't know. What's that? And then I suppose production sort of stopped after that. Or do you have other? You have also oh, some yeah. TV, but you have some Good Wife or some TV work too, some episodic. Oh no, I well, I filmed this uh, television series Swamp Thing for oh. like six months last year, and um, that's coming on, you know, prime time uh, this year. It was on some kind of DC network um, for a while, but it'll be on, and that's pretty interesting with, uh, and very prescient and um, actually prevalent to right now. Um, is it? Is there an envir environmental story to it? Is that what? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, mm -hmm. how I guess that? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the environment and, is. Um, the environment is grateful for the pandemic, I'm, I'm going to guess. I know. That's, I've been thinking about that, too. I know. Yeah. That's uh, a strange thing. Are you, do you have a lot of uh, um, wild, well, wild. Do you have any, uh, what's the animal life or the, the natural life oh. uh, up where you are? Oh, everything. I, I've got a lot of woods up here, and, you know, there's bears, there's, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's bobcats, there's, like, huh? uh, secret, secret wildcats, there's, like, there's, like, creatures sometimes, I don't even know what they are, you know? Is that right? The internet, the internet has it defined. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, yeah. we're going to be quiet about the, the internet missing. Oh, wait, you're cutting out. Yeah. I said we better be quiet about those animals before the internet starts making up false stories about them. I'm, I can't. I'm going to edit that part out because you know clearly it's 
But there's like you get one Wikipedia page. I don't understand. Like I just I don't like rely on it. I'm just trying to make sure. I, I was just saying, you know, I want to start this off, even though this is a couple of weeks before Father's Day. I thought, oh, it might be interesting to try to tie this into, you know. And I just lost my dad actually, and I, I I'm thinking about. Uh, yeah, it's been tough, and uh, I'm thinking, yeah. and I'm thinking about my own son and who's now not living with me as of a couple of weeks ago. And so the film kind of brings those. I know it's an action, in a sense, it feels like it's a suspense film and all, but it does bring up certain things, you know. Um, well, that's, that's the part that's interesting to me. Me too, you know? yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I, so my dad uh, just had a stroke recently, and, oh. and I've been dealing with that. He's, uh, he's, he's, you know, rehabilitating, but powerful stuff, uh, fathers and sons. Yes, it is. Um, yeah. I, um... We are gonna have to move okay. on. Okay. Sophie. Okay. Sophie, don't bring bad that. news. Come on. <laughs> I know. Don't tell the messenger. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I, I do. Thank you so much for uh, hooking me up with Will and uh, introducing me to of the. Of course. Thank Appreciate you. Good, good talking with you. Let's do it again. All right, we'll do it again around Alex's film. That that's a great idea. That's good. I love that. Or any film. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Okay, so and I'm going to look out for the other the other film as well. Good. Okay. The, All right. Okay. Take care. See you later. Right, thank thank you. you. Thanks. We'll be back in a few days with a brand new episode of the podcast. We have uh, a lot of great segments coming up. We have the, uh, remember Living Single? We have Erica Alexander coming up on the show. She works behind the scenes now. She has helped uh, with developing and uh, the production of a new documentary about John Lewis called John Lewis Good Trouble. We also have the director of that documentary back on the show, Dawn Porter, all coming up shortly. Frank Santo Padre, the co-host of Gilbert Gottfried's podcast, Gilbert Gottfried's Colossal Amazing Podcast, Amazing Colossal Podcast. We have Mark Cousins, a Scottish filmmaker who I've been wanting on the show for a long time. We have the great actor Joshua Burge back on the show, musician Josh Rouse, documentary filmmakers Ivy Mirapol with a new documentary called Bully, Coward, Victim, The Story of Roy Cohen, which will be a premiere on HBO momentarily, as well as Harry Mavro Michalis is back on the show with his documentary, Olympia, about the great actress Olympia Dukakis. We have much, much more. Keep tuning in, folks. The name of the show is Film Wax Radio. My name is Adam Shartoff. Take care of yourselves and the ones you love.
Jesus. 